Hi, I'm Alex Noonan, and this is Yeti Village, a podcast by Last Call Media, where we interview people in and around the tech community. On today's very special episode of Yeti Village, Kelly Albrecht and I talk about exit interviews with our podcast's former host, Susie Howard, and she officially passes the Yeti torch onto us. Welcome to the fourth episode of Yeti Village. Good news, we are back. Bad news, and also good news. I am going to be stepping down as host of this here podcast and handing the reins to the very, very capable and amazing Kelly and Alex, who are here today. Hello. Um, Thank uh, you guys I'll, I'll... for being here. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll introduce myself. Uh, first time on the podcast, uh, Kelly Albrecht. Um, I work at Last Call Media and uh, excited to be uh, doing this podcast and taking over for the, the great Susie Howard. And um, we've uh, met Alex in a previous episode, but... Alex, do you, have, uh, you want to jump on for, for a second? Hello. I'm waving. You can't see me, but I'm doing it. Um, yeah. Uh, as seen in, what, was it the first episode? The very first. Wow. The Yeti Village podcast. All right. Well, as seen in episode one of Yeti Village, here I am back again. Yay. Cool. So when I, uh, when I heard that uh, Susie was moving on, um, I was sad cause, uh, it was, it's always been great to work with Susie, but when I heard what she was moving on to do, I was very excited and, uh, it made a lot of sense to me. And, uh, I think, uh, it's important to, uh, embrace change and always try to change for the better. And, and I thought that it seemed like a really exciting thing that Susie was going to do next. And the first thing that popped into my head was how, um, well, here we are. Someone is someone's making an exit uh, for a, a a great opportunity, and uh, what do we do? You know, I'm always thinking like as a as a company, what what do we do? And um, we don't really do uh, exit interviews, so I thought like, hmm, it might be interesting to uh, kind of dig into that topic and see like like is it important? Are they valuable? Like why? Like who does them? Why do you do them? Should we should we be doing them? And I ran the idea by Susie as a as a uh, common problem topic to talk about on the podcast, see what she thought, and she agreed to do it. And here we are. So I guess the first thing to think about is like, well, why why would a company want to do an exit interview? Uh, and I, I could speak I could speak to that. Um, I would I think that a company would want to do an exit interview to try to um, get a sense from the person who's leaving, hopefully some candid feedback on what could have been improved during their time there. You know, what sort of things did they experience? What sort of insights could they, could they give you in, you know, before they leave about what uh, worked uh, and what didn't work. Uh, And that's your, it's your last chance to do that. Uh, Have either of you guys had any, experience with um uh companies doing exit interviews in your previous uh places 
Yeah. I mean, I know me personally, um, I have worked for a lot of smaller companies, so I actually haven't had to do them um, very often. But um, one of the times I did have to do one, it uh, was in a, when I was working in higher education. And it was a very kind of the classic HRE style exit interview where there's this person who you didn't even work with directly. They were just in the HR department, you know, having you fill out forms like in a table in the corner of the HR office that are just like, you know, they're just gonna be like filed away in a drawer somewhere and like no one's even gonna look at them. So I've never had a great experience with the exit interviews because it always felt so like forced and so cold and very impersonal and kind of just like the questions are written, you know, from some like template online that they found or something. Um, Did did you kind of feel like you were doing the, 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 the company a favor that was getting the exit interview or doing it? Yeah. If, yeah, it felt like it was almost like the final checkbox in my personnel file that they needed to cross off. That is, that's exactly what my like take on an exit interview was before as I was just like it makes me think of like a big corporation with an HR department and they're like well we just got to check these boxes the final box is the exit interview and it doesn't really matter how you do it or (laughs) what actually happens in it you just got to check that box and then uh, we can all move on with our lives yep I've never had an exit interview personally oh cool well Susie is a good, it sounds like Susie, you've had one. So let's, let's dig into it. Um, what did it, what did it seem like the company was trying to get out of the, out of the exit interview? It was almost like it felt probably because of, you know, all the policies in place, like, you know, in higher ed, it seemed like it was almost, you know, to cover their butts a little bit. Like it was like, Oh, just in case, like if they weren't happy, you know why they left, you know, even if you, even if I was happy, it almost seemed like it didn't matter. Like it was kind of like, well, just for the future in case, you know, anyone's wondering why employees left if they were like disgruntled or unhappy. Um, and yeah, it really felt like I remember sitting at the table and like, she just like went back to what she was doing. Let me just, it was a very, it was almost like when you used to take like the MCAS and it was, it was like, he's like, on a scale of one to five, how happy were you with your supervisors? One last <laughs> chance to get a bad grade. Yeah. And, uh, and then you, you hand it to them and almost, it feels, it feels like when you're taking like a survey for, you know, CVS or something, the, <laughs> something on you, you're like, is anyone even going to read this? Yeah, you're like I hope I win the thousand dollars, but I'm probably not going to. Yeah, you could just like I could just sign like Daffy Duck and just have all these like, <laughs> answers, and then they'd be like, "Okay, Ms. Howard, thank you so much for your time. We wish you the best so luck." It, so it didn't feel like when you take that last final exam before the summer and you're walking out of the out of the school building, or did it feel like that? It felt a little a little bit like that, although kind of a bummer, I think, because of the like you would like a send off to be happy one you know because I left under good circumstances so you want it you almost want your last memory to be like that was great it was so nice working with you we'll talk again soon and not kind of like a 
you know, give me the paperwork and be on your way kind of thing. Yeah. The end of summer, the um, end of school year, pre-summer is like, so it's like a very happy time. And I feel like the exit interview being the last thing that you do is like kind of a bummer. Well, that didn't even, I mean, it sounds like it was less of an interview and and more of just a survey, really. Like I think of an exit interview as someone, you know, sitting down with you and actually talking to you like a human being and asking you those types of questions and and getting that feedback. And I, yeah, I think when you're just filling out a form, it takes on a very like hopeless sort of feeling because you, like you said, it's just like, well, no one's ever going to read this. Yeah, exactly. And even like, you know, like I, I think if you were to do an exit interview, you know, if you were to revamp it, um, and like you said, have it more like an actual interview, which I'm sure some companies do, but it'd almost be nice to talk about like the positives why you're leaving. You know, I mean, it's not always going to be that case where someone's like, you know, I'm sure some people leave under not so great circumstances or like unhappiness or anything. But in my experience, a lot of people that have left companies I've been at or ones I've left, it's more like to move on to a different opportunity. You know, it, it feels more positive for my end. So it'd almost be nice to have that interview to t- discuss more about like the role. And like, if you were replacing someone in that role, like almost like almost a way to kind of improve like the job description or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Kind of like that yeah. positivity. Yeah. So I'm wondering like if you, so uh, in the shoes of the of an employee who's leaving uh, an organization and you had and basically the exit interview is is would be that like one last time that you have an official meeting uh, potentially with uh someone in the organization like as that person like what what would be important for you to get out of that situation I would say kind of almost just a nice, um, almost like a summary of your time there and, you know, what went well and what could have been improved and what you, what you enjoyed about it and any kind of advice you'd have moving forward. Um, some more like a retrospective. Yeah. 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 So that's something that, um, like I've been thinking about, like, cause we don't, we don't do exit interviews at last call. And I don't think, you know, we, we all just communicate a lot and there's not really been like the feel for a need for one. But one thing that we do do a lot of is uh, retrospectives on projects and on, on teams. And we're really, um, we really, I think we really try to have a lot of that real time candid feedback and, and try to continuously improve at communicating about a lot of this stuff in real time. So it almost seems like it makes this kind of high stakes final, uh, event less relevant. Um, if you don't mind me asking Susie, was that your experience at last call? I mean, I really enjoyed how much we all, the amount of retrospectives that we had and the transparency that was involved, um, being at a remote company, Um, I feel like I'm sure other ones can fall into the, you know, you check in once a week and, you know, except for like have client meetings or calls and it's a lot of like cold emailing and things like that. And I feel like we did a really good job of constantly communicating. And like if 
there was um, a process that could be had an issue and could be improved, it was kind of constantly talked about and iterated on. And I mean, I know our, our company days were, you know, not everyone knows, but where we all would get together as a company in person, most of us, and discuss what we were doing well and what we could improve and um, things coming up down the pipeline. Um, like to your point, I feel like that did almost made it so that like when I didn't have an exit interview, I didn't like think it was weird. I didn't really think about it because I feel like it was so transparent and yeah, I was very happy. That's awesome. I guess that's one of the, I guess there are different ways to approach the exit interview and it sounded and like one of the things you were talking about was it felt like, and this is my perception of it too, from when we used to do exit interviews, it's almost like that final checkbox, like, oh, if I had a manual on how to uh, appropriately run a company, the exit interview is one of those checkboxes at the end. And so we don't really know why, but we just need to do it. And, you know, you look up some how to's online or something and you run your exit interview. And yeah, I think that it, it, it well, and also it, when you do it that way, when you try to do it like according to tradition, right, you're probably doing other things according to tradition, like you have an employee file and it's just like, all right, it's time for the exit interview, time to get prepared and pull out the file and have this final showdown or something. It's just like, it just seems terrible. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So then as I, as I was thinking about that, I was also thinking about how like, if you, I think if I think about what, um, the way I want things to go, like I want people to, to like where they work and to continuously improve and get better. And, but at the same time, I think it's important to embrace change and, you know, the things that make sense uh, in, in you know, one point in time aren't always going to make sense at a later point in time. And if people are continuously improving and things are continuously changing, it's going to happen that, that a uh, different place is going to make sense for somebody. And if all those things come together, uh, a good outcome is that that person is in a better place than they were previously. And if you, if your company has been a part of that, then you've done a good job. And I think that's kind of an ideal. And so if there were, I guess if there were anything that a company in that case situation wanted to find out toward the end, it would be, you know, did are our efforts contributing to that being the case? Um, and so I, yeah, so I guess that would be like the, if I had to think about like, what would a company want to get a company that's approaching things that way, then they would, that would, they would have like one final thing they might be curious about, but otherwise, um, hopefully they, they'd cover all those other, get all the other values of the exit interview, um, along the way. I think that's yeah. a really like unique and kind of nice way to think about, um, I wish more companies would think about their employees that way in kind of like, obviously you're hoping that they like where they work and that, you know, when they come to you that they're bringing something to the team and like their experience they've had and their qualifications, but to kind of think of it more, it's like not just like a linear path, especially like my generation, just, it's a, it's a, you know, you're kind of trying to find yourself and the, where you want to be in your career and trying, always trying to constantly improve. And if, if you could have been at a company and 
taken away you know a really positive experience and added to your you know list of qualifications and ways to handle things and projects and ways to think about, I mean, as a creative, you know, ways to think about things creatively, especially like in the web space. And, um, I just think it's, a, I think more people should think about their employees that way. And as kind of the, the company, you know, not only as a person, you know, lucky to work for that company, but that the company is lucky to have the different, the very different kinds of people, you know, bringing very different experiences and, um, I don't know, just ways that, you know, to the company. This is just making something pop into my head that I've seen on LinkedIn a few times, right? It's the meme that is um, the CFO says to the CEO, what if we invest in, in our employees' professional development and then they leave us? And then the and then in, in this meme, the CEO responds with, well, what if we don't invest in their professional development and they stay? Yep. <laughs> That's it. I love that one. Yeah, so it's I guess it's along those lines. I was just thinking that if the only if the first time that a company is looking to the employee and asking them how they like working there is after the employee has left. <laughs> right. Like I think they have a problem. <laughs> yep. True. And actually, you know, I just went to this training thing this week where there was a lot of I was around a lot of other people that work in a lot of different companies, uh, but a lot of like insurance companies and banks and healthcare and things like that. And some of the stories that these people were telling about like the problems that they have with like leadership and upper management and things like that. And they're like, you know, well, I can't do this because my boss doesn't like that. And you know, management only wants to hear the good stuff. We can't go to them when we have problems. And then if we have problems, it's our fault and blah, 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 blah. And I was just, like, I didn't say anything the whole time because I'm like, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Because <laughs> like, we just so, I feel like we so do not have that problem. So if I, you know, made me feel very lucky to work here, but also like pretty bad for most of the world. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that uh, in some of the consulting engagements that I end up on, where there's just layers and layers and layers of hierarchy and resentment, and people, you know, afraid to be open and transparent. And it's really hard to undo that. Um, And uh, yeah, so it must be it must be almost impossible in those cases to get some of that real feedback and communication about how things are going along the way. So it's almost like the exit interview is the last ditch effort. Um, and I'm not sure if it really gets anybody anything, even at the end. Not sure how to, <laughs> to bring this to a, to a close. Well, I want to hear, Susie, how are things going? They're going really well. Um, obviously, a big, a big reason why I sadly... I have very like I've like like hunger pain pain like <laughs> sad pain yeah um because I loved working last call and I loved working with everyone I worked with um but as a young ish designer um I'm not almost thirty it's not <laughs> um it's called me neither <laughs> um twenty nine forever y'all um, I left to accept, you know, go 
returned to my last company um, when I had left earlier for the last call position, I was a um, senior graphic designer there. And they offered me the position of art director. And um, it's a very big opportunity for a designer in general, but it was also really nice because I really enjoy working with not just digital design, but I really enjoy the physical aspect of print and like branding. Um, and then there also is a lot of opportunity for uh, styling furniture. Um, I didn't say, but it is a national furniture company. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think that it, at this point in my career, it's a really, it's a really cool new challenge and more responsibility than I had previously at the company and a little bit more autonomy. And um, yeah, it's just been really cool thinking differently spatially speaking. And I feel like it makes me a better designer when I go to sit down at the computer and use those assets that I helped create like in the studio and helped art direct in the studio um, in different pieces of uh, marketing collateral and like digital assets. Um, so I'm already really happy with, you know, no matter how long I stay here, I'm already really happy. Like we were talking about earlier as, you know, having this in my um, toolkit kind of moving forward. Uh, I think it's always going to help me be a better designer and constantly try to uh, change the way I think about design and how things interact with each other and hierarchy um, and things like that. So I've been really happy. Um, it's really fun running around the studio trying to uh, style things like you see in the magazines because it is really hard. You're like, why does that look so good in that magazine? You're like, oh, because they have 17 stacks of books on a coffee table. Don't tell, I can't tell you why that looks so good editorially, but it does. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of strategic book stacking. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an awesome thing to add to your resume. Yeah. Strategic book stacker. Strategic book stacker. Well, it seems, I think it seems really fun too, in terms of like that, that's almost, that's something that, you know, we would almost never end up, you know, having to do at last call. And I, I'm sure there's just dozens of those types of things to just almost get out there into like a, into a, like a, it almost must be like a design playground to arrange a, a space and capture it visually. And so sounds Sounds super exciting. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it, and hopefully, um, you know, if someday I return to the uh, Yeti Village, um, <laughs> I will, you know, be a better designer and, you know, different person. Just all, uh, just continuously improve and ourselves and work together and just em embrace the change that comes along with that and uh it's uh it feels good and you just gotta go with it you gotta trust it i think um it was great it was definitely great working with you and uh we're not and it's and it's not over we'll we'll figure out a way to get you back uh, as a as a guest and also um uh susie's also the uh chair of the design track for nerd summit coming up in in March. Ooh. So we'll continue working together on that. Right. You have not seen the last of me, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, fortunately. 
Uh, well, right. thank you guys so much. Um, I am officially signing off as host of Giddy Village, and I am very excited to hear new episodes coming out. Produced by me, Alex Newman. Today's music is an original song by Last Call's very own senior developer, Ben. You can subscribe to Yeti Village on the Apple Podcast app, SoundCloud, or your podcast service of choice. You can also drop us a line at lastcallmedia.com and tell us what topics you'd be interested to hear us explore for this podcast.